Shabbat Shalom, and welcome to another episode of A Christian Voice. What else but Father's Day for this weekend's show? Dad. Something none of my children have had. Mom just had to be enough. I told someone once I had to be both Mom and Dad, and he said, No, you weren't. Flatly. (laughs) Oh, really? (gasps) Try single parenting, bud. But he had a point. No matter how hard you try... A woman can only be a mother. Jerk was actually, technically right, though wrong in practice. I have had to act in both the roles of dad and mom for 23 years and counting. But he was right in that I can never be the dad that's lacking. I have both failed and will continue to fail, because I'm not him. He doesn't have to keep failing by staying away. What makes a man a dad? On the very surface, one cannot escape the literal fact that if you plant your seed, the resulting growth makes you a dad. Whether the child lives or dies, whether or not you raise the child, you're a dad. Fact. But I think we all know there's so much more to it than that. What really makes a dad a man? A man a dad? Someone to look up to. Someone their children are proud to call my dad. The Holy Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, in chapter 17 and verse 6, The glory of children are their fathers. Are you a dad whose children can glory in you? The same verse also says that children's children are the crown of old men. What will your crown look like? How do you treat your children? Someone once said that love is not feeling, it is action. I would say that actions arise from the truest feelings of the heart, the deep, hidden things we often don't even admit to ourselves. You say more by your behavior than any amount of words could ever make up for. But you can do a lot of harm with your words, can't you? So what makes a good dad? The very basic foundation, of course, is love. If you love a woman... You love her children. If you love your children, you will always act with loving respect and kindness toward their mother, no matter how you feel about her, because to do otherwise would hurt your children. What is love? Love, at its core, is protection, sheltering, taking care of the loved one, not taking care of all those around the loved one, but the loved one themselves. I'm not going to use the word cherishing because, frankly, most people don't have any idea what it means. If you do, apply it here. Love is never letting another harm the one or ones you love as far as it is in your power to do that. You never, ever put them in harm's way. You will always protect them from harm. Love always strives for the best, not for oneself but for the loved one. Love is providing. Providing for physical needs, yes, but also providing for spiritual, emotional, and intellectual needs. Providing your time. Providing yourself to be available for whatever it is your children need from you at any given moment. Providing fun. Providing a home that is full of love, joy, respect for one another, and plain old good times. A place where a child can feel secure, 
That is of the utmost importance, that you provide security for a child. There is no other way that they can grow up to be stable, secure, emotionally healthy adults. Dads, you want that for your children, don't you? You surely don't want them to grow up losers, to be messed up, to have issues, or to be unable to cope with life. Worse yet, to perpetuate that misery upon their own family someday. Love teaches. Love doesn't simply admonish, but praises in teaching. There is negative feedback and positive feedback. Dads, please try not to only notice your children when they do something wrong, but to give them positive feedback when they do right. Because even the worst of children, which I was led to believe was myself, must occasionally stumble upon doing something right once in their childhood. Please don't tear down your children. That isn't really the best way to teach. It isn't what you want your children learning. Your sons will have to be dads themselves someday. Your daughters will have to choose dads for their children. How will you want your grandchildren to be treated? You're modeling love for them. Whatever you, dad, teach your children about love is what they will believe all of their lives. It will be the basis for what they can give to others. Next, responsibility. If you abandon your children, and believe me, that is how a child will always think and feel if you're not there for them. They are learning to be irresponsible. No matter if you regularly pay their support, which most absent dads really don't do, they look to their own needs first. I certainly never got so much as a penny, nor have any of the other single mothers I know. It doesn't matter if you buy them clothes or shoes or toys. It doesn't matter if you remember their birthdays and holidays. No matter if you are the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, if you're not there in a real and caring way in the lives of your children, they will not learn responsibility. Of course, all of those other ways are important. I'm not for one second knocking them. There are a million ways to teach children a sense of responsibility, but none of them are possible if you aren't there. Integrity. Saying what you mean, doing what you say, following through, even when it's inconvenient or painful. Are you someone others can count on? Can they trust you? Are you a man people look to for advice because you have integrity? Work ethics. Good dads should be hard workers. Now, I'm not condemning anyone with any physical limitations. Not at all. You're a disabled dad? You can still show your children what it means to be a hard worker, even if you're not personally able to hold a job. I have a friend whose disabled husband raised four very hard-working men, even as his own body was deteriorating right in front of them. Next, respect. How you dads treat others is how your children are going to. Do you mock? Do you make jokes at other people's expense? Do you talk negatively about their mother? You know, you cannot expect to receive respect if you never show it for others. Be a man your family can respect. How you treat their mother is how they will treat her. You claim to love this woman more than your own life, then call her a marshmallow because she's not at her teenage weight in her 30s? Think about that. It's not endearing to tear people down. 
It's not funny to hurt people with your tongue any more than it is with your fists. And hey, the swearing and calling females derogatory curse words. Really? Your dad did that to your mom? So sorry if he did. But many of you would say, of course not. My dad would never have spoken to my mother like that. Then you make some excuse about society and its lack of standards forcing you to lower behavior. Not buying it. Neither is your spouse or girlfriend. Neither are your children. And if you look deep inside, you probably don't believe yourself either. Respect never demeans another person. If your children see or hear you tearing down their mother, that's how they're going to treat their mates someday. If they hear you demean women to objects for your sexual pleasure or hear bad words applied to them, your boys will also be verbally abusive like you, and your girls will lack any self-esteem. Then you'll wonder why they're all making babies in middle school, when it's because of your own mindset passed down to them. Perseverance. Dads. When things get bad, get hard, do you cut and run? Or do you stick it out? Do you work to solve problems? Or do you exit yourself from the situation? Now, there are times when it's perfectly justifiable to just leave a situation. Understood. But is that the exception, or is it the pattern? Are your children learning how to work through hardships and come out the other side? Conflict resolution is next. This is a big one. It's very important that your children learn to fight right. Most of us really are clueless on this one. Dads, as you teach your children to intentionally act rather than to simply react, I think you'll find that you're receiving the same treatment in response. Honesty. The King James Bible puts it this way. Truth in the inward parts. I love that. Think about that. How honest can you be on the outside when you're lying to yourself on the inside? Children need to see that their dad is a man of deep honesty. That doesn't mean you should blurt out everything all the time, or any time. Honesty is fully consistent with tact. Not everyone needs to know everything, believe it or not. And most certainly, adult truths are not for children. There are some things simply not meant to be shared with children. What it does mean is that everything that you say, as well as everything that you do, should be honest. Are your actions consistent with what your words are proclaiming? They ought to be. Social skills. How to interact with other humans. What your children learn from you on this one will set the course for their entire life. Do you behave as though others are there to serve your personal agenda? Or do you act as a servant to others? Do you treat everyone as though you were their boss? Do you expect obedience from people? Or do you relate to others in a way that is fair, honorable, decent? In ways that show the equal value of every human being? I know, I personally fail on this one often though I'm not a dad. Still, I'm the only role model for my offspring. Yeah, there's value in extended family, but ultimately, it all comes down to parents from the children's point of view. So dads, are you teaching them good public behavior? Are you teaching them that there are standards that need to be kept high for the good of all society? 
Or are you teaching them that they are autonomous beings who should challenge all authority? Except your own, of course. Which always fails. Children aren't that stupid. Are you raising the kind who are going to get shot by a wary police force that has been portrayed as the public enemy? Or are you raising someone who will be successful no matter what situation they find themselves in, because they always know how to behave with decorum? Kindness. An often ignored character trait these days. Kindness. Not demanding, not taking, but giving. Do you overlook wrongs and treat all people as though they are friends? Or do you lash out? Do you make sure that you help those who cannot help themselves? That you at least offer assistance when you see the need? How often do you go out of your way to make people feel good? Are you kind to those in customer service? In traffic? When you're late and someone throws up in the car because they ate the extra cookie you told them not to have before the game? What about when mom changes her outfit for the 15th time because she didn't hear you say she looked great? When your coworker, who is completely unqualified for the position they have now, gets the promotion you tried for? Do you congratulate them? Give them a card? What about the neighbor who always borrows your tools and forgets to return them? Forgiveness. Ah, everyone's favorite pastime. We all just love to forgive and reconcile, don't we? <laughs> Not so much, usually. Sometimes we act like the other person has gone too far. Or we've been hurt too many times in our life. There's no more strength for forgiveness. Easier to cut someone out. Or we wait until they behave in exactly the way we are demanding, expecting, in order to proclaim forgiveness. Which is really no forgiveness at all, is it? It's you being controlling and manipulative. Sometimes we use the excuse of being afraid to be hurt again. Folks, that's life. Life comes prepackaged with pain, so we learn how to give thanks in the pain-free times. We also learn how to endure, how to grow, how to become stronger and better. God did it this way because he loves us. And he, who we wronged, who we in our corporate sin, hated so much as to crucify. He forgives us. How do we even dare not to forgive others? I know, some things are huge. Like the person who admitted committing arson while we slept in our beds 17 years ago. One of my neighbors actually died. She was mentally slow and didn't understand she had to get out. She locked her door from the inside, and we all just had to watch in futility knowing there was no hope. No one was strong enough to break the door down. All of the guys and some of the women tried. We just watched her die because somebody wanted to burn a house down. I lost my dog, everything I owned, my business, a home daycare. I had just gone through the rigorous California state licensing. My puppy even died. My son's first animal. That is a hard one. When someone deliberately sets out to take the life of those you love for their own sick reasons. Still, our children have to see us trying, don't they? It's perfectly okay for them to see us struggle. They will have things they struggle to forgive in their own lives. But at least let them see you try. Honestly, most of the things we refuse to forgive are so tiny, so insignificant, if we put them in their place. It's hard. It's painful, 
but it's so worth it. Good dads forgive freely and fast. Holding grudges hurts everyone. Acting like a little child, it never ever brings matter to resolution. Are you a cold shoulder kind of guy? Silent treatment. Children are people too, and they will do wrong as surely as the rest of us. Are you quick to forgive them and see that they extend it to others? What about to your wife or girlfriend? Do they see you practicing what you preach? Faith. Good dads do not deprive their children of faith. Faith comes pre-installed in children, doesn't it? We as parents have a lot to do with how long it lasts. It's actually a precious gift, faith. Why do so many want to destroy it and their children first and finally? Dads, you are the spiritual leaders of your families. You set the spiritual tone. Next, trust. While bell ringing for the Salvation Army two years ago, I offered a child a free candy cane. The dad told his young son, No, she just wants our money. I told him, No, I'm actually giving them away for free. Children or adults. You may both have one if you like. He kept arguing with me, the dad, and asked me how I dared to lie to his son like that. I politely and somewhat sadly informed him that he was the one harming his child, as he refused to let him accept a free gift. After all, it's Christmas time. Does he have to pay you for his gifts under the tree? I continued to hold out the two candy canes in my hand. The poor young man timidly reached out his hand, and the dad yanked him away and told him angrily that there was no such thing as a free lunch. Maybe not, I said quietly as they left. There surely is such a thing as a free candy cane. I ask you, dads out there, are you teaching your children to trust? Or are you making them warped, jaded creatures that go bitterly through a life that's harder than it needs to be because you haven't taught them it's okay to trust? There is good in this world. In fact, it is a magnificently beautiful world with much that is noble and fine still to be found in it. Much... Teach your children, please, to recognize beauty and embrace it. Teach them that trust should be their default and not fear. Fear of owing a lady behind a red kettle a penny for a gesture of goodwill. Fear of fill in the blank. Sure, there are absolutely evil things and evil people in this world that we should be aware of and be wary of. But all things in their proper place... Be a person that is trustworthy, and you will find it easy to be a person who trusts. Then, dads, you can teach your children to trust. Goodness. Do you choose what is good and right? Or do you take pleasure in low things, like drinking, swearing, looking at women inappropriately, whether in person or through porn? How about your friends? What sort of company do you keep? Are your friends, your companions, those who you bring into your children's lives, choosing good, or are they choosing evil? As they see you do, Dad, so will they do. Learn what is good. Live it. Teach your children to delight in goodness instead of wickedness, instead of sin. How about faithfulness? Do you keep your word, or do you make excuses why you had to break it? Can your children count on you? They will only become people who can be relied upon to keep their word, 
to be faithful if they see it from you? How do you approach your job? Are you constantly griping about it, sounding like an unfaithful worker? Or do you show your children that there is a simple pride and satisfaction in an honest day's work? Strength. Are you a man of strong moral convictions? Are you? Or are you one of those weak things that are constantly being swayed by the opinions, the whispering in your ear, the thoughts and ideas placed in your head, of your friends, your family, society at large? Do you know right from wrong and do it? Or do you let yourself be convinced to do wrong because of the constant pulling this way and that of those who influence you? A man should be teachable, but a man should not be influenced. I hope that makes sense to anyone but myself. Do you let others control you? The Bible tells us in the book of James that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. In other words, a man who doesn't both hold convictions and stand firm in them is unstable mentally, morally. He cannot be trusted. He has no strength. He is a weak and vacillating male and no man at all. So, that was my list. I asked my grown son to contribute to this show. He's a guy, and I wanted a male perspective on this one. I asked him for a list of who he wanted to be as a father, and or what he wished that he would have had. Here's his reply verbatim. Quote, Strong but gentle. Not easily angered. Fair and consistent. In both reprimand and praise. Always there to talk to, or just hang out with. Shows by example the right way to live. The kind of person you can't bear to disappoint. Not because he demands too much, but because he always believes the best of you. End quote. Sorry for crying, folks. No wonder we honor dads when they do these things, when they give so much to their children. But most of all, dads, just be there. You heard that from someone who didn't have one. That's what your children need from you more than anything. What does he say? Always there to talk to or just hang out with. That's not a really high expectation. And I know your kids feel the same. You know what, dads? Your absence teaches them just as much as your presence does. It teaches them things no one should believe about themselves. How should any human being have to feel like, be treated like, the world would have been better off without their existence? And we wonder at the amount of young people committing suicide when they're brought up with words like accident or unplanned like people plan, they just decide to go to the local baby factory. On the magical day, they become ready to be parents. And they purchase what they can afford. No. I tell you a truth. There is no one on earth who is ever ready to be a parent. Not fully. No one comes equipped with the knowledge and the wisdom to be a perfect role model or guide for another human being. So let's ditch that stupidity. If you got married... You already made the decision to be a parent, like it or not. If you had sex, you already made the decision to be a parent, 
like that truth or not. If you raped someone, you already made the decision to potentially bring another human being into the world. Like it or not. Guys, if you're not ready, you have absolutely no right to engage in any sexual behavior whatsoever. You don't. Stay abstinent then until you're ready. Because it's not actually about your personal physical gratification. I know, right? It's about raising up the next generation. It's about mankind continuing on. Without babies, there's no tomorrow. There's one last, lonely, useless, and indeed truly hopeless generation of what used to be mankind. It's also about love. Part of expressing your love for a woman is bringing little people who are a part of both of you into the world. It's supposed to be the beautiful proof of two people who have indeed become one flesh, one heart, one spirit. Some of you treat children like the Nazis treated the Jews, like they are subhuman blights upon the world that need to be exterminated, pests, nuisances that ruined your world by the mere fact of you making them. They didn't make themselves. You did it. And women didn't do it alone, ever. Don't be Hitler to your own flesh and blood, eh? Think about it, please. I want to send out a challenge. If any of you males out there have failed to be a dad to your children, and they are still alive, please, make it right. For yourselves, for them, for the women who bear them, and for society itself. Fix your wrongs while there is still time. While there's life, there's hope. This, like salvation, is a decision only you can make for yourself. No one can talk you into it, and no one can prevent you from doing it. But you have to want it. I can almost guarantee whatever you have done in the past. Your child wants desperately to forgive you and to have that other most important relationship in their lives. It doesn't matter how old you are, how old they are. Man up. Love your children. Make it right. Just make it right. They might need some time to process it. There might be some very serious harm you have done to them. But if they see that you're sincere, that you're trying to make amends, that you won't give up on them, they will probably be willing not to give up on you. Children are so much smarter than most people give them credit for, and so much more resilient and incredibly loving and forgiving of their parents. If we all loved like children, well, think about it, would you? You're only depriving yourself of love received as well as love given if you don't. That's not something I can understand. Never having had family, it is so hard for me to see people rejecting their own offspring to shun your own family. I mean, blood is unthinkable to me. I cannot imagine the hardness of heart, the utterly selfish cruelty in that. <laughs> but then, I'm a woman. We default to love. I want to read you the words of this graphic I made. What is a dad? Dad is patient. Dad is kind. 
Dad is never jealous of his children. He's jealous for them. Dad doesn't brag on himself. Dad doesn't model bad behavior. Dad puts his family first. Dad doesn't anger easily. Dad doesn't think evil, but hates it. Dad loves and promotes truth. Dad bears all things on his shoulders, in his hands. Dad believes in his family. Dad hopes the best for his family. Dad never fails to love his family. Based on 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 4. Well, I hope most of you guys found yourselves in the good dad arena. No, you don't have to be perfect to be a good dad. You just have to be your best. Just trying. A for effort. If this is you, if your family would stand up and say, Yeah, my dad, my husband, my children's dad, he's a good man, he's a good dad, then keep up the good work. Know that your family appreciates you. For all of you others out there, know that your family loves you. Know that they long to be able to honestly defend you if anyone should criticize. Know that they also want to be able to be proud of you and not ashamed. Because of all of you. Good dads, bad dads, and absent dads are loved. If you've been listening long, you should know by now what I'm going to say next. There is someone who loves you even more than your family, Jesus of Nazareth. He loved you enough to die in your place so that you can be saved from your sin. Just repent, turn away from the sin in your own heart and life, and turn to God in heaven for forgiveness. He will forgive you if you believe in his Son, because he is the ultimate Father, always good, always loving, always protecting, providing, sheltering, forgiving, comforting, caring, always faithful, always acting in the best interest of his children. God never fails. Call on the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, and be saved today. Thanks for listening. Yeshua Yehovah, Jonah 2.9. Copyright 2015, A Christian.